Well, today I'm going to talk to you about healing, amen, principles of healing. And um, I like um, uh, uh, Third John 2, uh, and this is John the Apostle, and, he, and, he's, and he's talking to us, he's talking to church, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things, I wish above all things, think about this, he wishes above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So what, 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 you're, what he's saying is he wants us to prosper in every area of our lives. You know, it wasn't, you know, I don't know if you any Trekkies out there and, uh, you know, um, you have, uh, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek and uh, you have uh, what, what uh, the Vulcan, um, uh, he would say, live long and prosper, right? And so, but, but that, that really didn't originate from Star Trek. It originates from the Bible. John says that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so really what we need is soul prosperity. Amen. We need our minds to prosper. And that's why you're here this morning, because as you renew your minds with the word of God, uh, and your minds are being renewed, then you, you're, you're, the Word of God will activate the faith to accomplish the promises of God in your life. Amen. So today I'm talking to you about principles of healing. And the number one principle is that you have to walk in the love of God. You have to have the love of God in your life. One step out of love, are you listening to me? One step out of love is one step into sin. Oh, I'm preaching today. One step out of love is one step into sin. And if we are walking out of love, then we're walking in some part of pride, which is sin. And we know that sin can open the door for the devil to attack our lives. Yes or no? Sin can open the door for the devil to attack our lives. So I like what Brother Hagen, he, he walked in divine health for over 50 years, never had a headache. And he said if he's ever came under any kind of physical attack, he would always check his love walk just to make sure. In other words, your love walk is more than, than your outward actions. It's how you think about things. Oh, I'm preaching today. It's how you think about people. Okay, I'm preaching today. It's, it's, are we, are we, we're not being judged. We don't want to be judgmental. We don't want to be criticizing. You know, in other words, our attitude has a lot to do with our faith and our, us walking in divine health. Look at your neighbor and say, check your attitude. So we got to check our attitude because, because a bad attitude, you know, you know not being thankful opens the door, amen, for the enemy to work in our life. Amen? Can I get an amen? Amen? Amen. Glory to God. It's not attitude, but it's, it's attitude, not aptitude, that determines your altitude. There you go. It's attitude, not aptitude. So, so your attitude is everything, how we think about things. And so here in, in, in the greatest commandment is Matthew twenty two thirty seven 37 through 40. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, this is the first and great commandment. And a second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands hang all the law of the prophets. So we see here that Jesus, you know, on the, the Old Testament, it was, it was the law, amen, and they had to obey God. They obeyed the Ten Commandments. Under the new and in the Old Testament, he's actually quoting Old Testament: "Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself." In the Old Testament, it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But in the New Testament, is is even love your enemies? Are we? Am I preaching to anybody today? And so we gotta love the unlovely, which is not easy to do. But you have the love of God. I'm talking to somebody. You have the love of God shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit. So when you receive Jesus, you receive his love in you. But your love has to be expressed. Am I talking to anybody today? Your love has to be expressed in, in, in thought, word, and deed. Amen? 
So we have to express our love. Amen. Uh, I like what it says here in Romans 13, 8 through 10. It says, oh, no one anything except to love one another. I love that. Now, some some preachers I, I like this. They take this scripture and says this is a good scripture to be debt free. Oh, nobody anything. But to love you can you can do that. You can take that scripture to to to, to be debt free. Some some preachers stand on that. Uh, oh, no one anything except to love one another for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Amen. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet. So he's, he's bringing it down to a practicality, what we, the things that we should not be doing. Are you listening to me today? And so he says, he says here, you should not covet. There's any other commandment or summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So if you're walking according to the law of love, then, uh, then if you're under that law of love, then the devil has no power to come against you. And if he does come against you, you have the power to stand against him. Because the devil can still come, even if you walk in love, the devil still can come against you because of Adam's original sin. And we're still in a world of corruption and we're not in heaven uh, uh, right now, but soon we will be. Amen. So, so, so love also, one of the highest degrees of love is forgiveness. And the Bible says a, a, a bitterness dries up the bones. So, so bitterness, a person that's in unforgiveness, that unforgiveness will turn into bitterness. And that can cause problems in our life. I like what it says in Matthew 18, 21 to 35. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. So, so Jesus is actually saying really, a, 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 you know, innumerable amount of times for you to forgive your brother or your sister. Amen. And then Jesus goes into a parable about, about uh, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wants to settle accounts with his servants and when he began to settle those accounts, one, he brought to him, owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had, uh, the payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Then the master and the servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him of his debt. But the servant went out, found one of the fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, have patience on me or have patience with me. I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he paid the debt. So when the fellow servants saw that this has been done, they were very grieved and came and told the master that all had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you of all debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant? just as I have pity on you. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each one of you from your heart does not forgive his brother trespasses. Now, when we read some of these things, you know, a lot of times we get these rosy color glasses that Jesus always talked about love and he never talked about judgment. Oh, I'm preaching today. And, and we get these rosy glasses on that, that it's all about love and grace. Yes, it is about love and grace, but there's judgment. Amen. There's, there, there's judgment in that and judgment can be good. Hey, hello. I mean, I mean, it's good. Sometimes it's good that we get judged uh, because the Bible says that God will chastise us when we start walking in some darkness. Are you listening to me? There's going to be times where God's going to discipline us. And we need to be disciplined, but, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't discipline us. You know, um, he disciplines us with the word of God. Now, now, now one side of discipline is that his divine protection can be lifted off 
and the enemy can come in and attack us. And we see here that, that this person that did not forgive, it said the torturers came up against him. And, and he said, my heavenly father will allow that. So, so, so how do you keep from the torturers coming? In other words, how do you keep from the pain to come in your body? How do you keep from the sickness from attacking your body? You judge yourself. You start looking at yourself. You look at your life and you judge yourself. And the Bible says, if you judge yourself, you won't be judged. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? The Bible says, examine yourself. To see if you are in the faith. Amen. And so whenever, whenever we get attacked in our body, uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we, we need to search our hearts to find out if there's any areas in our life. Are you listening to me today? That we're stepping out of bounds in God's kingdom. And I, want, I don't know about you, but I want to run as fast as I can into the loving arms of Jesus. And so what, what the enemy will do is he will try to get some kind of ought or hurt in our lives. Uh, I remember that we had a minister that came, ministered on divine healing. And, um, and he, uh, he was attacked with cancer. And, uh, and he started, and it was, in, it was incurable cancer. And the doctor said he was going to die in a couple weeks. Of course, he didn't die. And God did a miracle in his life. But God gave him a couple things that he needed to do. And one of the things he told him, uh, this, this minister, this was before he was a minister and he was laying in bed dying of, of, uh, uh, of cancer, this rare cancer. And um, uh, the Holy Spirit said that you need to forgive this person, that, that, that this person that he, that, and he said he hardly even remembered that, that you know, he, he couldn't even barely remember the guy, but, but he, was holding some, he was holding some unforgiveness in his heart towards the man. And the Lord, you know, to, uh, one of the keys, amen, are you listening to me, for his healing was to call that guy up and, and get, get it reconciled. I'm going to say this, that uh, this life is relationship driven. In other words, our relationship with God and our relationship with people. And we got to keep both of them clear. We got to keep our relationship with God clear. Doing the right things, obeying him, glory to God. We got to keep our relationships with people clear. Amen. And if we're doing the vertical and the horizontal, we're going to see the grace of God in our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I want the grace. Now, I'm telling you, walking out of love will not only shut down your health, it will shut down your prosperity too. The enemy wants any way he can to, to come in and, and destroy our lives. Number, number, number two, we need to know uh, without a shadow of doubt that it's God's will for us to walk in divine health. I hit on this almost every month, but a lot of times when we get sick and we're trying to get healed, and maybe we haven't seen the healing yet, some of us kind of struggle in our sickness, believing God for healing, and, 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 and healing is a process, a miracle is normally instantaneous. And so in a, in, when, when God heals us, a lot of times he heals us through a process of his word and us standing in faith. Amen. But, but we can pray for a miracle. We never learn anything when we get a miracle, though. Because a miracle drops down, we get healed, and like, praise God, and go back and do, my, do some things that I, haven't, that I shouldn't be doing. No, no, no. A miracle is good, but, but a healing is a process. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so we, we, have to, we have to understand this, that we need to know without a shadow of doubt is God's will. So when we're in that, in that process of healing, sometimes we're not seeing it. Uh, we start, start thinking maybe, maybe it's in God's divine will that I'm supposed to be sick. And the devil will start working on you. Maybe, maybe this is, you know, maybe this is my cross to bear. Maybe this is what will keep me humble. Amen. Well, well, well. The Bible never teaches us that God puts sickness on us to keep us humble. The Bible actually says that we need to humble ourselves. I'm preaching today. In other words, we need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We need to humble ourselves voluntarily. Now, of course, we can get humbled when things come against us, but we should get humble before things come against us. Amen. And so we see that. And so and so we 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 need to make sure that we're not we're not, you know, succumbing to an idea that 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 maybe the sickness is the will of God. 
Sickness is never the will of God. Oh, I'm preaching today. You say, well, how can you say that, Pastor? Because I've heard testimonies of people getting sick and then, getting, and then, then the, they, they turn back to God and, and then they got healed and their life is better. Yeah, that's good, but it doesn't, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes people that get sick die. Sometimes people that get sick don't repent. I'm, I'm preaching today. It doesn't mean if you get sick, you're going to repent. Some people don't repent. Amen. I remember listening to this one story about this pastor. And he and he preached against healing in his church. And um, and he, he just believed that, you know, that, you know, the the what what's what some of, you know, the Bible teachers will teach that healing went out with the last apostle. You know, some some churches teach that. And so he would teach that, you know, that God is sovereign. And if somebody gets sick, then that's his sovereign will for their life. If they die of that sickness, it's God's sovereign will. No, God's sovereign will is for you to live a long life. He says, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. So that's, that's his will for us. And, and so, and so the, the, the minister, uh, uh, Brother Hagin, was invited to preach on healing in his church, which was the first time. And, and Brother Hagin knew that he really didn't stand for healing, but the Lord revealed to this man that he needed, and he never showed up at any of the meetings. And the Lord revealed to Brother Hagin through a word of knowledge that this man was going to die. This pastor was going to die. And, uh, and so he tried to talk to the pastor. He said, you, you, know, you know, there's things wrong. You, you got to get right. And, and the pastor had so much pride, he didn't want to reveal to the congregation he was wrong all these years. And he'd rather die and go to heaven didn't admit that he was wrong. Think about this. Pride will destroy our lives. And he was okay with going home. Some people don't want to ever admit that they make a mistake. Some people don't ever want to say that they're sorry. Some people don't want to ever. Are you here when I say today? The Bible says if you cover your transgressions, you will not prosper. If you, if you, if you hide your transgressions or cover them, but he that, that forsakes them, Amen. Confesses them will prosper. Amen. So what I'm talking to you today about, I'm talking about you got to know that without a shadow of doubt, it's God's will for you to be healed. And we know this because Jesus, uh, you can you can look at Jesus's ministry and Jesus said, whatever I do, the father does through me. So we know God's will through Jesus's acts. And so if you study out every act of Jesus, you'll find that Jesus always healed and delivered and set people free. And there was not one account where Jesus put sickness on anybody. So because Jesus never did that and he always healed, then that is the will of the Father. You always have to put your faith in what Jesus did. And just because there's somebody you know that was a a Christian that may look like they've done all the right things and all that and they died of a disease... You don't want to put your faith in that, you know, and say, well, see, God sometimes heals and sometimes he doesn't. No, no, it, it, you, you don't know the hearts of people. And some people may want to go to heaven. And some people may want to, you know, they may not, you know, want to, they may not have a desire to be healed. And you say, why would people? Because sometimes sympathy is more, you're getting sympathy. Some people rather get sympathy than get the healing of God. Amen. I'm preaching to somebody today. And so here it says in the Lord's Prayer, here's a key. It says in Luke eleven two. it says, So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this is the Lord's Prayer. And we got to think about this. How is it in heaven? Uh, what is God's will in heaven? Well, God's will in heaven is everybody's healthy. Everybody's prosperous. Everybody's walking in joy and peace. So if that's God's will for people in heaven to to walk in, then that's God's will for us to walk in down here. In other words, we're not supposed to be depressed Christians. We're not supposed to be downtrodden Christians. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We're not supposed to be sick Christians. No, 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 no. God's will is to be like heaven down here on earth. And hopefully when you come to church, it's a little bit of heaven down here on earth. Amen. 
And then, then we know that's Jesus' will because Jesus' uh, commission in Luke 4, 18 and 19. Because we know that when Jesus came into the, in this realm, the Bible says he came through grace and truth. Grace is God's mercy. So Jesus came by giving us mercy and truth. Amen. And so mercy and truth is, is likened to when, when that lady that was caught in the very act of adultery, when they threw her down in front of Jesus, uh, and they said, the law says stone her, right? And then, and then of course, Jesus said, you know, he without, the, without sin throw the ca- cast the first stone. And then we know everybody left, and Jesus and the lady was the only one there. And then Jesus says, where's your accusers? And she said, none, Lord. And then I love this about Jesus. This is the grace. This is the the mercy. This is the love of God. He said, neither do I accuse you. Think about that. She did did wrong. And Jesus said, neither did I. Do I accuse you? And that's grace. And then the truth comes in. Go sin no more. He didn't leave. The grace empowers you. uh, Empowers the forgiveness in your life. But, amen, the truth says, hey, start walking with God. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And I'm going to keep, say, I'm going to keep walking with God. So we see here in Jesus' commission, Luke 4, 18 and 19, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to recover his sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, I want to say this to you today is, you know, a lot of these scriptures I go over every month, but a lot of times what we do is we kind of switch off our minds and we don't really listen. And I'm going to say this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you, and, and you may not always get it, and you may not need healing right now, but you might need healing tomorrow. And you better keep your, your heart open to these scriptures so that the seed can go in, so when the storm comes, you're able to stand. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Because I don't want any sick people in my church. I want all healthy, whole, sound, protected people in my church. So what I do is that's why I'm preaching on healing. And it's good for Pastor Dave, too. Because a pastor gets attacked every once in a while. Amen. Amen. And, so I, and so it's good just to preach on healing. Why? Because, because, you know, most of what Jesus did in his ministry, he, yes, he taught and he taught about the kingdom of God. But he healed and he delivered and he set people free. Amen. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed the devil for God was with him. Amen. Uh, we, we know that uh, that that healing uh, belongs to us because of the, the disciples commission in Luke 8, uh, Luke 10, 8 and 9. Uh, it says here, whatever city you enter, this is Jesus speaking. And they receive you, eat such things that are set before you, and heal the sick there, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. So this is really interesting. Jesus, Jesus was preaching on the kingdom all the time. And so he told his disciples, think about this. He told his disciples, the kingdom is demonstrated through healing and deliverance. I'm going to say this again. The kingdom is demonstrated through healing and deliverance. He told them to go heal the sick. In other words, he was, he was given application to what the kingdom is all about. I'm, I'm not preaching to anybody today. So that's the reason why you need to find somebody sick and pray for them. I, I, you know, I, I, you need to pray for something. You say, well, you're the pastor. You should pray for him. You know, you're anointed too. You know, the body of Christ is anointed too. And you have power too. The, the greater works. So you, you, we need to find somebody and start praying for them. Pray for, you, for one another. I, I was dealing with something uh, uh, a couple weeks back, or I'm still dealing with some issues, personal health issues I'm, um, I'm standing against. And, um, and so I, I said, man, I'm dealing with something. I, and then I, I know somebody that was dealing with something. And I said, can I pray for you? It was kind of selfish because I, I knew the scripture. If you pray for one another, you may be healed. 
I was praying because I want my healing. Yeah, you hear what I'm saying? I don't know if it was the right, right motive or not, but, uh, you know, it should be a motive out of love, not to get something. But, but I was like, hey, let me pray for you so you can be healed, and hopefully I get some healing uh, with that. I get that contact anointing. If anybody know what I'm talking about here, amen. And, uh, and so, and, the, and we see that, that, that the disciples' uh, commission was to go out. So the kingdom of God was to go out to heal Deliver and set free. Amen. Uh, healing for us. Uh, healing is for us because Jesus paid for the atonement. And, and this is amazing to me. I don't know how anybody cannot believe that that healing is not for the church today. Uh, you know, some people believe that that medicine is is the new healing for people. And that, that's God created doctors. God created medicine and med- medicine is good and it can help us. But normally medicine never heals us. I'm going to say it again. It, yes, it, can, it can get rid of some of the, the symptoms. Yes, I know. It, but, but your body is what heals. God can heal your body. And your body is designed to heal. It can get rid of the symptoms, glory to God. And some medicines people are on all their lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, and sometimes, you know, stat medicines and all that. And so these medicines are there to... Uh, to control the symptoms. But God doesn't want your symptoms controlled. Are you listening to me today? God wants those symptoms removed from your body. So I'm going to say this. Every time you take a, 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 a pain pill, an Advil, every time you, take, you have to take some kind of medicine for maybe high blood pressure or whatever, thank God that God's healing power is working in you. And that you don't have to take these medicines. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Start believing. Don't put all your faith in the medicine. Put your faith in Jesus. Don't put your, all your faith in the physician. Put your faith in the great physician. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so we see this that uh, we see that uh, the disciples commission was to go heal and deliver. And then the great commission and we know this is in Mark 16, 15, and 18. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and baptizes will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and they drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So we see here that we understand that it's God's will to heal, not only because he commissioned Jesus to heal, he commissioned his disciples to heal when, when, when his disciples were with him on earth, but Jesus commissions the church to go out and lay hands on the sick. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He has commissioned you. Look at your name and say, he's commissioned you. Amen. Amen. And see, it's not all about the preacher doing it. Amen. I mean, you can do it. Todd White was a, is an is amazing minister of God. He's on YouTube. He has a his school, and I believe, in Texas. And uh, God's doing amazing things through his life. But when he heard about healing, he just started praying for people and laying hands on the sick. And, and I think he's, he gave a testimony that he didn't see one healing. It took over a thousand times of praying for people before he saw his first healing. And I think, man, most of us would have gave up after the first one, that first loss. That's it. I'm done. God doesn't heal. No, just because, you know, I like what what Todd White said. He says he believes in in, in the power of the seed. How many people believe in the power of the seed? What I mean by that is it's not just the sowing a seed of finances, which there's power in the tithe. Amen. It's the power in the seed to produce prosperity in our life. Amen. But, but more than that, it's the power of sowing the seed of God's word and believing that seed will not return void. Am I talking to anybody today? It's sowing the seed of God's word and believing, glory to God, as we pray for the person, it waters the seed that we sow into a person's life. And guess what? Boom, there it is. There it is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we, and then us confirming and calling them, saying, how are you feel? Oh, God's healing you, amen. God's delivering you. God's setting you free. It's good to see Juanita here this week, amen. 
And we prayed for her last Sunday and she's, she's back. Her confession is, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. My mom checked on her this week and she said, I'm standing, glory to God. Once you've done all, stand. And keep standing. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. I'm getting excited this morning. And healing is, is for us because Jesus paid for it in, in his atonement. In Isaiah, we know he was wounded for our transgressions. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. I love that. Because Jesus paid the price. And if he paid the price, then we shouldn't be paying the price for sickness. It, sickness comes because of the fall of man, because of original sin. And so sickness comes because of that, and we're in a, in a fallen world. And so sickness can come that way, and, and sickness comes because the devil tests us. He comes against us. He tests what the devil's testing. He's testing to see if we really believe God's word. See, he's going he's gonna to attack you in different areas. It could be, it could be, it could, he could attack you in walking in love. He can attack you and try to get you sick. He can attack you in, in, in poverty, right? But you've got to stand against all these things. You can't, you, you know, the Bible says, once you've done all, stand and keep standing. Amen? And then, and then we see here in Matthew 8, 16 and 17, it says, When evening has come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. I love that. He cast out the spirits with a word, healed all that were sick. That might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So we see that Jesus was demonstrating the kingdom by delivering people from demons and healing people's bodies. And I'm going to say this, that the same power that can set you free of sickness, can set you free of any sin that might be trying to attack your life. Do you believe that today? I Say, I believe that today. So many Christians, many Christians know these truths, but they, but they still have a hard time receiving healing. Why is that? You know, we, 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 we know these truths. Uh, Pastor, I, I, I know these truths. Well, because you, you kind of mentally assent to the truth. But you don't know it like you know it, need to know it. You don't know the truth until you really stand on faith for healing and you get your healing, then you know the truth. Right? But you don't know the truth until you're attacked, until you're standing, until you come through it. A lot of people say, I know the truth. Yeah, because you've never been through anything. You know, I don't worry about it. Yeah, but once you go through something and God brings you through it, then you know that God's word works. And a lot of times people shut this type of message off because some people just don't get sick that often. I know my my um, my brother's um, uh, father-in-law, he he was in a hospital a couple weeks back or last week. And uh, and he's like 89 years old. And this was the first time he's been in a hospital his entire life. I'm thinking, my Lord, Jesus, that's that's pretty good. And uh, he saved, amen. And I said, man, he has strong faith, amen. But, but, but he, it's the first time he's ever been in the hospital since, he, and he's 89 years old. I, that, that's a great testimony. Amen. And of course, we pray for him and he's coming out of the hospital and God's doing miracles. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So God is in the miracle working business. So we, so, so we, we see here that, that, that many Christians may, uh, know these truths, but they don't receive healing. Uh, number one, they don't receive healing because they, they have failure to take authority over the sickness or the devil that's putting, and they put the responsibility and healing on God. So, so, uh, so, so this is the key. We, we, we have failure to take authority. You know you have authority. You know you have power to stand against the works of the devil. In Luke 10, 17, Jesus uh, 10, 17 through 19, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And this is Old Covenant. We're, we're in New Covenant. Uh, you know, they're basically, before, before Jesus went to the cross, they were actually under the Old Covenant. But when Jesus went to the cross, we're in the New Covenant. Everything was, was cemented. Amen. When Jesus presented, presented his blood to the Father. 
And he says here that the 70 returned with joy. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. This was Satan being dethroned. And I said this before, Satan has been dethroned twice. He's been dethroned in heaven when he tried to raise up against God. And God said, you're out. And that's where Jesus said, Behold, uh, he said, I saw light, uh, Satan fall like lightning. And then, then Satan was dethroned when Jesus went to the cross. He went to hell and took the keys of death and hell from the devil. So in other words, the devil has no power to keep you in darkness. The, the devil has no power to keep darkness in your life. That's the reason why you're saved right now. Because, you know, if it wasn't for Jesus defeating death on the cross, then we would still be in death. Amen. But thank God, Jesus defeated death so that we can have life. Look at your name and say, you have life. So he says, behold, I give you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if, if they were under the old covenant and Jesus was giving them the anointing to give authority, then how much more in the new covenant, how much more authority do we have? Since Jesus is, you know, you know, abiding in each one of us, the anointed one, Jesus in you, the hope of glory. So how much, how much, how much power do you have? Resonating is like, you got all power, glory to God, at your, at your disposal. Do you, do you believe that today? And so we see that, so, so, so uh, Scripture tells us that the power and author- we have power and authority over the devil. Ephesians says this way, uh, in, four, in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So we have the power not to give the devil any place. I'm going to say it again. You have the power not to give the devil any place. The Bible says that, 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 the, the, there, there was, that, that the devil had no place in Jesus. That's why Jesus had full throttle grace in his ministry. Why? Because Jesus was 100% uh, fully sold out, submitted to God. And see, once we become 100%, see, not, most of us aren't 100% submitted to God. Oh, I'm preaching today. We're, we're submitted only to a certain degree but we have other areas in our life that's not as submitted as need to be submitted. Don't tell me you're 110% submitted every day. Don't tell me that. No, no, we're not. But we're trying to get there. As long as you're trying to get there, then, then there's no shame in your game. Amen? I'm trying to get there. I, I, I'm not 100%, but I'm trying to get there. The pastor is working on it. I, I did get upset about bowling the other day and got upset not, not getting, well, I, I did beat Tony the first game around, but he hurt his hand, but he came back with a vengeance the second game. Amen. Tony's saying, no, no, no. He, he, it was a warm-up game for him. But anyway, but what am I saying to you? I'm saying that you got you to believe that you have the power and authority. All power and authority has been given to us in Jesus' name. So, so we see here in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says here at 9, Be sober and vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now notice it says here, resist him. What? You've got to resist the devil? You've got to resist the devil. And, and it says resist him, steadfast in faith, knowing that same suffering experience your brotherhood in the world. So, so what does that mean, Pastor, resist the devil? Well, if, if, if there's a pain coming on your body... Uh, I would have to say a lot of times is motivated by the enemy. Now, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Uh, Smith Wigglesworth, the great uh, faith, apostle of faith, and he, he, he did all these miracles. He believed all sickness came from the devil in, in some retrospect. And, and it, it, it's, it comes from the enemy. Amen. And so, and so we, we, we can open the door. The enemy is the one that, that comes against us. And so we got we got to stand against that pain. We got to stand against that symptom that's coming. You can't just receive it. Oh yeah, oh, man, my back hurts. I must have a slip disc. You know, li- listen. Don't don't receive. Don't start speaking like that. Oh man, I got I got headaches. I got bad. Eye. You know, don't don't speak like that. 
No, 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 no. You got to start. You got. You know what you need to do? You need to get in agreement with God. The reason why we're in trouble is we're not in agreement with God. What, what, Pastor? What are you talking about agreement with God? Well, in, in Amos 3.3, 3, it says, how can two walk together unless they're in agreement? And so it, how can you walk with God unless you agree with him? And so to agree with him is to agree that, he, that by Jesus' stripes, you are already healed. But if you're siding against that by talking about your problems, then you're siding against God's word. You're not walking in agreement with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You're walking in contrary. If you say, man, I'm busted. I'm, I'm in poverty. I'm never going to get ahead. Then you, you, no, no, Jesus said he bore, he, he, he became, you know, he, he took on poverty. He said, through his poverty, we may become prosperous. Yes, Jesus paid for it. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. So, so we see here, he says, be vigilant. First Peter 5, 8 and 9 again, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in faith, knowing that the same suffering experience uh, in your brotherhood. And then we know James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So the greatest word, especially against sin, you want to hear the greatest word when the devil tries to get you to sin, the greatest word you can say is no. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to move in that direction. I'm not going to move on that track. Amen. The greatest thing you can say no, no, you say no to the devil long enough, he'll stop tempting you. There you go. Now I just gave you a key to your freedom. Amen. Just say no long enough and eventually say, you know, you're trying to eat right. Say no to the donuts long enough. You're not going to eat one. Are you here? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Uh, uh, Let's look at this. Romans 520. This is really powerful. And it says here. Uh, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So we see here in this scripture, it says where the law entered, offense might abound. So when we're under the law, the offense is there. When we were under, uh, when, we're, when we were in a place when we were not saved, we were actually under the law and we were in a place of pain for our own sins and we really were under the wrath of God. Before we were saved, we were under the judgment of God. But it says here, uh, it says here, moreover, the law entered, the offense might abound. So, so the offense or sin abounds. But where sin abound, grace abounds much more. Jesus came into our lives, delivered us and set us free. And so you could actually say, moreover, the law entered, the offense might abound. But when sickness abound, grace abounds much more. So, so sin is synonymous to Satan. Or you could say sin is synonymous to sickness. And so where sickness might abound in our life, God's grace has the power to overcome the sickness in our life. In other words, God's grace to heal is bigger than the devil's ability to kill. I'm going to say that again. God's grace to heal, deliver, and set free is greater than the devil's ability to kill, steal, and destroy. Romans 6, 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under law, but under grace. So we're under grace, amen? Uh, Number two key is failure to understand the principle of rest. Sometimes we don't receive healing because we don't know how to walk in the rest of the Lord. In other words, we have to learn, even though we're dealing with stuff, don't let it stress you out. I'm going to say again, don't let the sickness, don't let the symptoms get you upset and stress you out. Are you listening to me today? In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Casting all your care, all your anxieties, all your worries. I'm doing the Amplified. All your concerns, once and for all on Him, for He cares for you affectionately, and He cares about you watchfully. In other words, God has you in the palm of His hands. And God, His great pleasure, the Bible says, to give you the kingdom. Another key here, number three, Failure, the reason why we don't receive healing is we don't understand how to operate in, in faith. We need to learn to operate in faith. Faith is believing and acting on God's word. And we see that principle demonstrated through the ministry of, of the people acting and receiving healing from Jesus' ministry. So we see that. So uh, we see in Luke 17, 11 through 19. 
that I'm not going to read this because it because t- sake of time. But these uh, ten lepers came to Jesus and they and they asked for healing. And Jesus, uh, you know, he didn't lay hands on them. He just said, "Just go show yourself to the priest, and you shall be healed." So, so, so they were sick. They had leprosy. So as soon as they turned, you know, they weren't healed right at that moment. But as soon as they turned and started walking towards the temple to show their bodies to the priest to reveal that they were healed because the priests would, were like doctors back then. And they would check you out. They would either tell you you're, you're, you don't have leprosy or you got to stay quarantined or not. And so when they obeyed that instruction, they received healing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They acted on God's word. And so you have to act on God's word. And so we act on it. You know, when you get prayer, you may get prayer today for healing. Believe that the power of God's working in your life. One of the key reasons, another key reason why people don't receive healing is because of condemnation. One of of the key things that the devil will work on us is that we don't live our life good enough for God. Maybe we deserve it. Maybe we deserve to be sick. Maybe we, we, you know, we haven't did everything right. Maybe, maybe this is something that, 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 that you got, it's called penance, uh, a penance. In other words, you got to pay for your sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, Jesus paid for your sin. And when the paralytic and his four friends uh, tore off the roof and dropped the, the boy down in front of Jesus, the first thing Jesus said was, Son, your sins are forgiven. He took the condemnation off him. He said, Son, your sins are forgiven. And then he said, Take up your pallet and walk. So the condemnation was taken off of him. And when we quit condemning ourselves, we're going to see healing in our lives. Psalms 103, 2 and 3 connects this, uh, this teaching here. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Psalms 103, 2 through 3. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. So, so here the psalmist connects healing with forgiveness. Amen. So we see this faith principle in receiving. Faith will make you whole. Amen. Did you receive that today? And so listen, the, the la- my last point is your faith can make you whole. And we know that the lady with the issue of blood in Mark 5, 25 to 34, she was a lady that had an issue of blood. And, she, and the Bible says she heard about Jesus. And she said to herself, if she could touch the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. And so we know that there are some keys in this, that the first key that she she said it, that she was going to be made whole. You need to start saying out loud, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this depression. I'm I'm coming out of this sickness. I'm coming out of, uh, of this bondage in Jesus' name. You need to start saying it in Jesus' name. And then you need to act on it. You need, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with depression, you need to get up out of bed and start doing something positive. She got up and she pushed through and she pushed through her in her weakened state through the crowds to get to Jesus. She acted on what she believed. You got to act on what you believe. Number three, she received it when she touched it. And you have to learn to receive God's healing power in your body. How do you do that? You start thanking him that you have it. That's it. That's it. You start thanking him. Thank you, God. I have it. But it doesn't look like you have it. Well, just because it doesn't look like you have it doesn't mean you don't have it. Have you ever ordered anything from Amazon? Or from any, any you know, mail order place? Amen. And, and, and you order that. It, and you order it. It's yours. But it hadn't arrived yet. Right? It's on its way. You already pay for it. You, t- you tell people, I, 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 got a, I, I got a new iPhone. Where's that? Oh, it's on its way. It's coming in the mail. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Well, same thing with healing. You know, you start saying, I'm healed. You sure don't look it. Yeah, but I'm not going by what it looks like. I'm going by what, what I believe. And I believe by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed, delivered, and set free. I'm not going by feelings. I'm going by faith. And if I walk by feelings, I'm going to be in a ditch. 
But if I walk by faith, I'm going to obtain every promise of the word of God. And if you walk by faith and not by sight, you will see the blessings of God in your life. You believe it today? I'm saying this to you today. It doesn't matter what attack that you might be under. God's power is so powerful to set you free. You might be in a process of being set free, but you're being set free. You're being set free under the anointed word of God. You may be in attack in your finances. You're being set free because God called you to be prosperous. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. Above all things. You may be attacked with sickness. Oh man, but, but, but that you may be in health. That your soul, you know, be renewed. Amen? That your soul may prosper. And so as we continue to, to take these words and meditate on it and start thinking about it, I'm telling you, the attacks of the devil is going to get less and less and you're going to win more and more. You're going to keep winning and winning and winning and winning. Did you receive it today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you. Oh, that you called us to be conquerors. And not to be conquered. You called us victors. And not victims. And Father I thank you Lord God. That you are causing this church. To rise higher in you Lord. And I thank you Father. No matter what anyone is dealing with. Whatever they might be dealing with. The power of grace is greater. Than the power of law. That's coming against them. And perhaps you're here today. Or perhaps you're online today. uh, Watching. You're watching by video or listening uh, by audio, uh, the, the, the greatest uh, thing that you can do in your life is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen. And then receive him as your healer. And so if that's you today, maybe you're here in the audience, first time in the audience, or maybe you're watching online, and you never confess Jesus as Lord. Well, today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. And so I want to give you that opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to pray this prayer and mean in your heart. And, uh, and I believe that Jesus will invade your life and bring you into a good place in God. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.